Okay, good morning. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Mem Gimel in Masecha Sukkah. Shout out to the boys of the Chabura last night. Andrew, you have a lot to live up to. Uh, Glanzi, my longtime 15 years Chavrusa in Israel. The best Chavrusa you could ever ask for. Brilliant guy. Clear, lumdish, natural head. Punctual. Like you, Andrew, actually. That you got. Um, and the clear lumdish head you got. So you, you're showing a lot of promise. But now we just have to last 15 years. Uh, and also, unlike you, well, he was, one story I like to say about Glanzy is he, um, he, he was, the one thing that I brought to the table, you think all these attributes, why would he learn with me? Well, I would print out the Marmacomas because he was too cheap. But one day I showed up to Night Seder and, I, and he had printed out the Marmacomas because Rabbi Safar, our Rebbe, used to give us the Marmacomas. And I knew at that point that he must have sold his company. And then I looked it up. It's public knowledge. He sold his company to Oracle for $60 million the night before. <laughs> uh, every time I tell that story, he loves it. But he points out that he was just a CEO. He didn't get the whole $60 million. I know how a cap table works, Glanzy. Anyway, if I'm, if I'm a little bit uh, punchy, it's because we just got back from the wedding. It was at the Grove last night. He was, didn't cheap out on that wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. And the Chabu there. Shout out to Seth Grossman. I had a lot of old Chavrusas there. I had Al Pfeiffer Schlita, who expressed, who gets a special shout out because he expressed interest in the DAF. Dave Palmer Schlita. And great Dafyomi Master of Passaic, Joshi Stern. Uh, and of course, Rabbi Jonathan Muscat of uh, Oceanside. An old, dear, dear friend. So we had a good time. Yitzchayim was there. All right. It was a good time. So if I sound a little punchy, it's because I'm still on a high. From the beautiful wedding, Benjamin Glanz, he gave a drusha as his chassan's tish. Andrew, you should tell cousins who just got engaged to your daughter Penina uh, that he should uh, give a drusha at the chassan's tish. All right, here we go. So we're starting from the Gemara. The Mishnah had discussed the lulav. This is a fascinating question. It said, sometimes you bring a lulav six days, sometimes you bring a lulav seven days. What's the scenario where you bring a lulav seven days? When the first day of Yantiv comes out on Shabbos. When the first day of Yantiv comes out on Shabbos, then Ulukachtem Lachem, right, is going to be a day or Raisa to bring the lulav. And uh, in the days, not today, Lahalacha, but in the days of the Beis HaMikdash, they used to do, perform the mitzvah of Lulav on Shabbos um, if it was only, and only if it was on the first day, right? If Shabbos fell out on the first day of Yantiv, when it's Deo Raisa. We're going to unpack this and really get into where the uh, Chazal have the power de- to determine, right, when we are and when we are not going to bring the lulav. It's Pasha, Andrew, obviously, that if the, if the mitzvah to bring the lulav were derabanan, right, it's Pasha that they would not violate any, right, that the, that the chazal would have the, um, I should say, would have the authority, right, to institute a derabanan and to say, we're going to say this, this derabanan, this takana derabanan, bringing lulav is not going to apply when it's in conflict with another takana derabanan, right, of Shema Yavir, Daladamas, Bishus, Rabbim, that kind of thing, right? Because if the rabbanan themselves are generating the chiyuv, then they can, uh, then they can take the, right, the, uh, 
Takana and the Gezeros that they're running up against into consideration. But if you have mitzvahs de Raisa, do the Chazal have the power to tailor it accordingly? This has becomes very fascinating. So without further ado, let's get into the Gemara. Here we go. Says the Gemara, Amai, why would you not take a lulav in the base of Mikdash? Well, Amai is very ambiguous, right? So what is the question? The question is, why would you not take the lulav in the base of Mikdash if Shabbos falls out on any of the other days of uh, of Yantiv. Tiltul be'almahuva lidchi Shabbos. Says the Gemara. This is a fascinating idea. Tiltul be'almahu. So, like this. Tiltul be'alma, right, is what you're doing when you're bringing a lulav. After all, what is the action? What is the malacha? What is the avera of Right, taking dal minim. There is no inherent avera in t- taking dal minim. We already kind of know the answer because we've, uh, you know, we've had a, already coming attractions. So we know that the issue that we're worried about is shema yavirenu dal damas bishus arabim. And in fact, havaris dal damas bishus arabim is, of course, a malacha de oraisa. Okay, so that that's going to be a concern. But certainly, taking the lulav and esrog in its right. But that's that's a concern. That's a gezera, right? Taking the lulav of an esrog in itself is not an aveir of any kind, right? It's tiltul be'alma huvelit chushabis. In other words, handling the lulav, not talking about havara bedalam spishus arabim, but handling the lulav in its own right, right, is not going to be a malacha at all. As Rashi explains, it's not even muksa. Fascinating Rashi. It's kedai to read it over here, the Rashi in the Gemara. Ain bot sad isur. That's interesting, right? And there's nothing usser about it. Ela ki metaltal eitzim. Well, metaltal eitzim, isn't that muktzah usually? Like eitzim vavanim are classic muktzah. But no, it's not muktzah. V'chevan demin ha-Torah hu b'mikdash kol shiv alam asru. Mas yag l'Torah matzubo. The issue is, it's not really muktzah because, after all, min ha-Torah, when so long as the base of mikdash existed, right, there was a smachtem lifnei Hashem, shiva yamim, right? The Pasuk itself said that you're supposed to bring it seven, all seven days. That's a mida oraisa. And of course, right, once you have a use for it, mida oraisa, it's no longer muktzah, right? Obviously, if it was just a regular branch, it would be something else. But a lulav should be totally mutter to use, right? Even if Shabbos falls out on Tuesday, right? <laughs> Shabbos falls out on Tuesday. Here we go. Uh, even if even if Yontiv, right, falls out, uh, if sh- uh, even Cholamoid, right, um, falls out on Shabbos, there we go. Even if Cholamoid falls out on Shabbos, you should be able to be metaltel the lulav on Shabbos because there is no iser of any kind in handling the lulav. So ask, answers the Gemara. Amar Abba Gezera Shema Yitlenu Biyado Viyelech Etzel Baki Lilmod. Rashi is interesting. Lashon na'anuo oberchaso. A lot of achronim uh, are going to discuss why does Rashi bring up the bracha and also the na'anuim. I think I think I think the the pshat is like this. I think, in other words, the what Rashi is saying is like this. The Gemara says the reason why you're going to make this lulav aser on Shabbos cholamoed. Right, is because you're going to want to bring it to some expert to teach you how to shake that lulav or make a bracha on it. And as we arrive in Gimel Aramad Aleph, we'll finish it off by saying, Okay, that's the, that's the Gezerah. Why does Rashi say 
to Tiltulo or Berchaso. So maybe what he's saying is like this. Like, first of all, you could just say, these are the kinds of things that you need to learn. This always fascinated me. Who is this guy? Right, we, we're going to see. Uh, and we already did mention, right, he knows that in our Mishnah, it has to be, in order to, to say, in our previous Mishnah, to say that he's not chayev, a korban chatos, because he's engrossed in the mitzvah, it has to be that he didn't do the mitzvah yet, which means that he knows to hold it upside down. Okay, so, I mean, how much instruction does it take to require to teach you how to say the bracha and how to shake the lulav? Who is this guy that's so concerned with the mitzvahs and so unfamiliar with them, but familiar enough to hold the lulav upside down? Okay, that's a fascinating guy indeed. That question, as we said, is intensified with regards to shofar, right? Because you're literally denying, right, the entire congregation shofar. As we said, this, this Shemei Avivenu, Da'al Amas, B'Shusha Rabbim, applies to shofar, to lulav, and to megillah. And so you're literally denying with regards to shofar, the oilam, right, the opportunity to get the ritzui of the shofar, this, this all-important mitzvah that's coming up uh, soon enough within the next few weeks of Tkiyas Shofar and Rosh Hashanah. Why are you denying it? Because there might be one yokel who's going to, what, take the shofar on, for, for shofar lessons on Erev Rosh Hashanah, and he's what? He's so, he's so concerned with the mitzvah of shofar that he wants to go to an expert to learn how to blow it. Meanwhile, there's already a Baltkiah in shul. What are you doing? Getting a lesson. And is there a worse day to get shofar lessons than on Rosh Hashanah day morning? And, 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 and besides, you're concerned about all these things, but you don't realize that it's Shabbos. So because, and, and yet, because of that consideration, we are taking away the mitzvah of shofar on Shabbos. So this does get, in fact, into um, the power of Chazal, to make that, to make that uh, discussion, right? And Tosfos is going to be quick to explain, right, that the reason why Chazal has the power to do so is by a shev ve'al tase, right? That this, this unbelievable power, lak or dover minatari, you have mitzvahs do raisa, right, of natila, uh, of, 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 right, of, of natila slulav, or tkiya shofar, if, in fact, we're going to say that there's a possibility that you're going to violate something else. Chazal, in fact, have a power, b'shev ve'al right? It's one of the you know, classic terutsim for how they have the power to do this in order to say, you know what? You're going to forego doing that mitzvah. Uh, you're going to forego doing that mitzvah asay in order to avoid a violation of a lotase. It's just fascinating, uh, a lot of fascinating lumdus that goes into here. Okay. The rest here um, is, goes, goes uh, quicker, but the underpinnings behind this is very, very important. So anyway, like this. Okay, so we have That's the concern. Okay. He's going to go to Bucky. So says the Gemara, behind the time of the Shofar, behind the time of the Megillah. So this is exactly what we said already. You'll find this sugya, of course, in Rosh Hashanah and in Masechus Megillah as well. The Gemara answers, uh, asks, therefore, Ihachi Yom Rishon Nami. Well, if in fact, right, you have a question of a Doraisa, of, right, Tiltal Doraisa, moving Daladamas Bishusha Rabim, so why are you only saying that you don't, you shouldn't blow Shofar on Shabbos Cholamoid, right? Even if Shabbos falls out on the first day, you can have the same concern, right? Remember, it was Doraisa, uh, all seven days in the Beis HaMikdash. So why are we concerned? And, and, and so why are the rest of the six days we're concerned? Shemi Avrenu Dal Ramos. And what? On the first day we're not? So the Gemara answers, Rishon Hu Hatakinu Le Rabbanon Beveso. Fascinating idea. Fascinating idea. Rashi. 
Fascinating idea. That the question is actually excellent. All seven days, Bismana Mikdash were to Raisa. But you might recall that they made a Gezerah because even though all seven days were to Raisa, on Shabbos, right, when it fell out on the first day, they had, in a previous Mishnah we discussed, they would bring their Lulavim on Erev Shabbos. Everybody would bring it to Shul on Erev Shabbos in order to use them the next day, right? And what ended up happening was that they did, right, because after all, of all the mitzvah paraphernalia, I think in all the Torah, none is more dangerous than the Lulav. The Lulav is really something that you can really poke someone's eye out with. And people, in fact, did get hurt. So I said, you know what? We can't have this scramble before shul on Sukkot morning. So what we're going to do is we're going to just make a takana that when Shabbos falls out, when the first day of Sukkot falls out on Shabbos, shake your lulav at home. Shake your lulav at home. Leave your lulav at home and shake it there first. So whenever a guy, he knows, right, that he's always, generally speaking, bringing his lulav in shul. That's where you shake the lulav. That's where you say halal. And that's where everyone does it when they're davening together, betzibur and shul. However, on Shabbos, there's already a heker. He understands that it's different because you're in your house, as the Mishnah had already said, the previous Mishnah already said in the text of the Mishnah, it says that they made a gezerah to, to little beveso. Once you bring the lulav in your house, you already have a heker that it's different, right? You're already yotze the, uh, uh, and, and therefore you already know, right, that you, that you are dealing with a different brand of mitzvah lulav because you're not doing it in shul, you're doing it at home. So that's what Rashi explains that you are going to have a mental trigger to understand that Shabbos is different. And because of that mental tr- uh, trigger, right, when it falls on Shabbos, you are not, we're not worried that you're going to, what, have to have a gazera that you're going to go bring it, because there will be no need for the gazera because you have that extra mental reminder that it's Shabbos. This is a fascinating scenario. And that's why uh, the, the Gezerah only applies when Shabbos falls out on Cholomoed, but not when it falls out on the first day. Okay. So, Hatenach Achar Takana. So the Gemara says, okay, I can understand after the Takana that you're supposed to, if the first day falls out on Shabbos, bring, uh, bring it at your house, I can understand. About Kodim Takana Ma'ika. But before the Takana, let's talk about, right, the Zman where the mission is talking about at the time where there was a mitzvah dar raisa all seven days in the base of Mikdash and the Takana hadn't been made, right? So how was the first day allowed pre-Takana? So it says the Gemara, Lameimar, right? Kodim Takana, I'm sorry. Hatenechachat Takana. Kodim Takana, Ma'ika Lameimar. Says the Gemara, El Arishon, De'isa Minatar Bigvulin, right? So there's really a different a different uh, distinction between the first day and the, and the other days. Rishon, there was what? The Isam and Torah Bigvulin. In the case of, right, the Chiv on the first day, that was big, all over, right? As we had discussed. The Pasuk the here is important. It says again, it bears repeating. That's the first day, right? And then that's when you bring the Dalad Minim, first day, the Raisa. But it's not really only the first day. It also says, Usmachtem Lifnei Hashem, Elokeichem, Shivas Yamim. 
And you should also have Simcha, right? Lifnei Hashem Elokeichem, which is an application of Dalad Midim, Shivas Yamim. So as we already discussed, which is it? When is the mitzvah daraisa? The first day or all seven days? The beginning of the Pasuk says the first day. The rest of the Pasuk says all seven days. So we said that the way we understand it is, Usmachtem Lifnei Hashem Elokeichem is when you're in the base of Mikdash, Kolzman, the base of Mikdash, Ayakayim, there will be a seven day, right, halacha by, right, by the base of Mikdash. But on the first day, it was what? Universal. So that's the difference between the first day and the rest of the seven days. On the first day, it's a universal del raisa mitzvah for everyone, even bigvulin. Uh, so that's what the Gemara is saying. Right? They were not going to issue the degree of Shemi Avrena Dal Damas Bishus Arabim, Hanach Delisnu Minatora Bigvulin, right? But since you don't have the rest of the six days, right, a, a, uh, Gvulin, right? Since the rest of the six days, the Deoraisa is, does not apply universally, Gazrahu Rabbanan. The, the Rabbanan were able to say that this is a relatively, right? Even though it's a, it's a Deoraisa, so again, just, just to understand what we're talking about here. We're talking about if you're in the Beis HaMikdash times, right, um, the Doraisa is not as strong. It's still Doraisa, but not as strong because it does not apply universally. And because it does not apply universally the way it does, the mitzvah of bringing Lulav does not apply universally the rest of six days the way it does the first day, therefore... It, there's a little vulnerable, vulnerability there, a little chink in the armor, and Gazru Barabanan. And the Barabanan, even though it's their Raisa, because it's not Big Vulin, they have the power to be Oiker Dovim in and say, you're not going to be bringing, because it's not universal, you're not going to be bringing the Lulav, right? Uh, if Shabbos falls out on one of these days, this is where Rashi himself addresses the Oker Dovim in issue, says Rashi, Bim Tomar Nimtu Bezdin. So this is where Rashi brings up, it's quoted in your Vamas Tafsadi, that that is a Shev Ve'al Taseh, and that's the difference. That's the classic answer as to how Chazal had the authority to do that. Okay. Amazing. So now, uh, we have the following question, though, however. The Gemara asks, by the way, I, I can't resist, I think it's the Briscoe Rav, Rabbi Gross quoted, the the Anche Yerushalayim. They used to bring the uh, the lulav wherever they went. Okay, so it could be that it's dafka Anche Yerushalayim because they always have the samach of Hashem. It's not for now. Okay, so the Gemara says ihachi ha'idna nami. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So here here's where we first see what the halacha is today. Right today we don't even bring it right on on in the first day, but what we're saying here is if the first day is so important, right? So, and the first day is universal. And, on, and in the Zman HaMikdash, right? We said that in the Zman HaMikdash, on the first day, you would still bring Lulav. So then that universality, that still applies today. So it's a very good question. Why did we not bring Lulav today? It's a universal mitzvah daraisa. What's, what's the issue? So says the Gemara, Whoa, a whole new different thing. You're bringing now the suffix from the back end, which is, how do you know that it's the first day? Right? A different uh, but very important consideration, which is we have a calendrical doubt as to which is the first day. 
which seems to imply that if we knew for sure, for certain that it's the first day, maybe because of the universal, universal importance of the first day, perhaps we would allow, perhaps we would allow uh, to bring the lulav on the first day of Yantiv if it fell out on Shabbos. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, says the Gemara, well, inu Okay, but there are those who are aware. For example, then and now, okay, people who lived in Eretz Yisrael, they knew the Kvir Adiyacha. Now, remember, the Kvir Adiyacha issue, um, right, by definition, is usually an issue for, uh, with the exception of Rosh Hashanah, which is coming up, Right, where you have a, a Yom Richta because it's the very first day is Rosh Chodesh, and so you don't have time to really find out even in Eretz Yisrael necessarily. Uh, that's, not, that's not for now. When we get to Rosh Hashanah, we'll discuss the Yom Richta. Even when we get to Beitzah, which is the next Mesechta, we'll discuss it. But here, we're talking about in Eretz Yisrael, certainly people will know when the month, when, right, the, whether it was a Shanumu Beret, they will already know by the time we get to Tesvav of Sukkot. So, in Eretz Yisrael, they know where the Kriya Yarcha. So today, and then, in all of Eretz Yisrael, they should have, right, even today, be bringing Lulav on Yantiv. It would make sense to say, just like we say, oh, we have one day Yantiv in Eretz Yisrael. We have two day Yantiv in Chutz Laaretz. So we could argue, we bring Lulav in Eretz, you know, it wouldn't be so weird to say we bring Lulav on the first day of Yantiv. It falls out on Shabbos in Eretz Yisrael, but not in Chutz Laaretz, right? We have these Minhagim, Minhagavosayinu Be'adeinu, to which the Gemara says, Einachinami. Yes. In Eretz Yisrael, you could take the lulav on the first day of Sukkot if it falls out on Shabbos. However, our Mishnah would suggest otherwise. Says the Gemara, the Tani Chada, but our Mishnah said, So we said, what? Now we go back to the Minag. Don't forget, what was the Minag? They didn't bring the lulav to Shul, so to speak, on Yantiv Shabbos morning. Shabbos, it's Shabbos, right? Yantiv Shabbos, Shabbos morning. They would bring it on when? Erev Shabbos. Utnan Idach Levesak Neses. Right? And in a different Mishnah, right? The Mishnah that we learned on Mem Aleph, right? We said that they brought it to the Besak Neses. Shema Minah. Kan Bizman Shabbos Mekdash Kayim. Kan Bizman Shain Besak Mekdash Kayim. Right? So it sounds like that that we know that the second Mishnah had to be in Eretz Yisrael, right? And so the second Mishnah had to have been after the Chorban Abayas. And therefore, we have this idea, right, that, that the, when, when the first day of Yanta falls out on Shabbos, do you bring it to Shul on Erev Shabbos or do you bring to Shul to the, to, to the Har Habayas, right? We have, we have this question, right, where we, where we see that even in the days of the Chorban Abayas, they would bring it to, sh- to Shul, right? Uh, on the first, they would bring it to Shul, whether they bring it in Erev Shabbos or on Shabbos day uh, is a side issue, right? About whether they would ha- be able to identify the love of the next day and it would be Lachem. But whichever time they bring it and whichever way they bring it, at the end of the day, Andrew, they are doing what? They are shaking Lulav on Shabbos, are they not? And so you have one case where they're doing it in the higher bias, so that makes sense. That's as much based on Mikdash Kaim. But in another case, it says Beisaknesis. Why would it say Beisaknesis if not to tell you that it is, in fact, after Chorban Abayas, right? And in the Chorban Abayas, and even despite the fact that it's Chorban Abayas, they're shaking Lulav. Shmamina. So, wow, we, we, we see, right, 
that in fact um, they did after the Chorban Abayas, we do in fact bring Lulav on Shabbos Shechalios Yontav Rishon. Wow. So, how do we, so where we leave now with the Gemara, it means we should bring the Lulav on Shabbos if it falls out on the first day. Okay, so we're Paskin like that. Just kidding. No, 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 no. Nobody says that. We're going to be closer than this tomorrow, tomorrow's daf. Okay? We're going to explain why we don't do that tomorrow. Coming attractions. Okay. But be that as it may, logically, right, we did have a proof that they brought it. Okay. So now this is the Gemara. We have a question now. Um, where do we know that the mitzvah for the first day is midoraisa everywhere? So we already said it because you have to take apart the Pasuk. It says, Detanya. But there's a Brysa that takes apart the Pasuk for us. It says, We've already seen this Brysa um, uh, this week, that Lakachtem teaches you that it's, a, it's an individual obligation on everyone. Lachem, it has to be Mishalachem, right? It can't be a Lulav HaGazel, okay? As was the name of the previous parak. And Lahotzi, it's a Shalv, it's a Gazel, as we said. And Bayom, the Afilu B'Shabbos. When it says Bayom, right, Bayom Rishon tells you even on Shabbos, and Bayom Rishon Afilu Bigvulin, right? Rishon, right, this is how Joshua's work. It's not necessarily what you would call Mukhrach, right? You can't uh, intuit it on your own. You need to have the Joshua for it. But Rishon uh, is telling you that that first day is universal all over the world. And Ha Rishon, Melamich Enodoch Eliyantiv Rishon Bilvad. The hey of Ha Rishon teaches you. Right, that this pasuk only overrides Shabbos on the first day. So we have actually, after all this analysis, a drasha in the brisa that midar raisa we already break it down that the difference between the first day and the rest of the days. Okay, but let's just uh, pick apart this brisa a little bit more, uh, which is Amar Mar Bayom Vafilu B'Shabbos. Wait a minute, when we say Bayom. That it means that you could even do it on the, if the first day falls out on Shabbos, Mehdi. Let's, let's look into this for a second. Tiltul ba'almahu. So this goes back to our previous, the very first question of our Gemara. There's no muktzah here, right? The only, the only isr would be muktzah, so to speak, and says the Gemara, it's Drakarla Mishrei Tiltul? Wait a minute. But once you have a mitzvah to bring the lulav, then you don't have this is what we said before. The Isser of Muksa at all, because it has a use. And we therefore, it, there is no Isser Muksa. You're going to need a Pasuk to teach you that you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. So, again, fascinating. Fascinating. We, we have, we have a, a question, right? Um, so, therefore, says the Gemara, Amarava, Lonitzrocha El Machshire Lulav. Right, a fascinating idea. It's Kedadi Si Rashi here. What are we talking about? Rashi says, that the preparation of the Lulav is also Doche Shabbos, right? In other words, the Gemara is doing sort of like a half-hearted uh, recap of what we said before with regards to the actual mitzvah of bringing the Lulav, because we already know, right, that it's not Muktzah and there's no problem if there's a mitzvah. But what they're saying is, this is just a rhetorical way of saying that Bayom is teaching you more than that. It's expanding it, the mitzvah uh, and the, and the heter to do it by Yom Arishon, even to the preparation of the lulav. Now, the preparation, you might say, well, that's not the raisa either. No, no, no. Look, ha- look where Rashi goes with this. Kolomar says Rashi, tikuneha, okay. 
Mitaken Mane may be an, an issue. And says Rashi, Va'afilu lekotzitzo mina mechubar. Ula'ogdo. That's kotzer, baby. That is a melacha de'oraisa. And we're going to allow this melacha de'oraisa. You're going to pluck this lulav on Shabbos if you haven't done so already. That is, that is quite the chiddush indeed. You need a pasuk to tell you that. Okay. That, and that's a, that's a, that's a kumbhase, right? The Rabbanon would never be able to tell you that you could do that. That would, you need a pasuk to tell you that. Okay. tana. And who is going to be the tana that's going to allow machshirim? Do you want to guess who that is? I'll, I'll give it away. Here we go. The Tanya, like we said in the Brisa, Lula v'chol machshirin dochenes ha-Shabbos, divi Rebbe Lezer. This is the famous Rebbe Lezer. He's known throughout Shas for allowing the machshire mitzvah. The most famous location is Perak Rebbe Lezer de Mila. The Perak in Shas, in, right, in Masech shabbos that we learned, that is actually named for him, so to speak, because that was his halacha at the outset of that Perak. Where he taught us that the, right, that the mohel is allowed to sharpen the knife, heat up the water for the baby, get all the preparations for a bris that's done on Shabbos. Anyway, so that's a shita, right, consistently throughout, and therefore it is the very same Rabbi who holds that you can in fact cut, cut off the palm tree for your lulav on Shabbos in order to perform the mitzvah. And there, what is Rabbi Lezer's reason? My time with Rabbi Lezer, because I'm a crop by Yom Vafilu Bishabbis. That since the mitzvah is um, being told to you by the Pasuk that the mitzvah, when it comes out on Shabbos, can be performed, so Rabbi Lezer, in, in true Rabbi Lezer fashion, says that even the machshire, the preparatory aspects of the mitzvah, can be performed, even if those preparations, as Rashi uh, points out boldly, even if those preparations involve Malachadah Raisa. Wow. So Gemara asks, Rabbanon. Okay, so wait a minute. That's Rabbi Eliezer. Clearly there are Rabbanon who uh, are going to prohibit this, right? They're not going to allow you. Now, mind you, um, uh, we're not talking halacha lemaisa here, but it happens to be we do do bris milah on Shabbos, certainly. And bris milah is, can I call it mitzvahs? And we discussed this already a little bit in Masech Shabbos. But uh, we do not condone uh, chopping off lulavim on Shabbos, nor do we even condone bringing it to shul. So, there are banan who argue with Rabbi Yezer on this, and they're not going to allow you to do the machshir mitzvah on Shabbos. Hi beyom What do they do with that part of the pasuk? Says the Gemara, They're teaching you that the obligation of lulav is only during the day, but not at night. Okay, so how does Rabbi Yezer know that? Rabbi Yezer beyom So nafkalei misefa dekra. They understand it from the from the hemshech of the pasuk. The pasuk says, "Usmachtem lifnei Hashem alkechem shivas yamim yamim v'lolelos." Right? It says shivas yamim. Now shivas yamim is ambiguous. Because don't forget, it says Basuka Shivas Yamim also. When you say seven days, you could be saying like a, a week, a span of a week, or you could be saying literally seven days, La Fuke seven Lelos. So which is it? Oh, so that's what we're going to get into now. But first, we assume that they're abundant a holding not from Bayom, but from, because Bayom sounds like during the day, certainly. But if you don't have that, so you can, that Pasuk, if you have, you need that Pasuk to learn for somewhere, something else, so then take Shivas Yamim, Yamim below Lelos. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Right? This is another way of saying, we also have a Sukkah stage for Shivas Yamim by a Sukkah. And guess what? By a Sukkah we know that it's Yomam Valayla. Says the Gemara, We know for sure that by Sukkah, 
it's a day and night thing, right? So, so to here, uh, well, we don't know for sure, as we'll see, but by sukkah, we, at this point, are already uh, aware that it's a day and night um, mitzvah. So here, too, it should also be day and night to bring the lulav, says the Gemara. Now the Gemara is going to question, how do we know that sukkah is yami v'leila? Says the Gemara, v'sukkah gufa minalan, the tanar abanan, basukos teishu shivas yamim. Right? The very pasuk of basukos teishu, seven days, that's how we know yamim v'afilu leilos. So wait a minute, says the Gemara, ata omer yamim v'afilu leilos, o eno ele yamim v'lo leilos. Maybe, right, when it says shivas yamim, it means literally seven days, not the nights. How do you know that basukos teishu shivas yamim means yamim v'leilos? Let's dig in and figure it out. Says the Gemara Vidinhu. Wait a minute. That is going to be, you could have said the following argument. After all, it says Belulav, don't, don't forget. We says, in the beginning of the Pasuk of Belulav. That's true. But at the end of the Pasuk, it says, Right? That, as with respect to Dalad Minim, so the same word of and really whatever applies to sukkah should apply to lulav. So it's a fascinating question. Why is it that lulav only a day and sukkah is day and night? That would make sense, right? See, by sukkah, it's more ambiguous than by lulav. Because by sukkah, all, is, all it says is teishu shivas yamim. By Lulav, even though it says Shivas Yomim, the beginning of the Pasuk says, Ukachtem Lechem by Yom Arishon, which implies day. So it's like by Lulav, we know that it's only day. And, and therefore, even when, even though it says Shivas Yomim at the end of the Pasuk, we know that it means actual seven daytime days. And therefore, why wouldn't we just say that Sukkah follows Lulav? And both of them say Shivas Yomim, and both of them are daytime only, and not a nighttime mitzvah. Ah. So says the Gemara, fascinating Lushan here, O clock zu. Or maybe go in this direction. Right? Cute? Uh, it means maybe think like this. Maybe we should compare the sukkah not to the lulav, but to the miluim. What happened to the miluim? Last Rashi and Mimgimel Madalf explains. So the Pasuk says, right, that when they had the Imeya Miluim, they weren't allowed to sleep, by the way. They had to sit at the Pesach Ol Moed day and night for seven days, right? That was the Pasuk. Pesach Ol Moed, Teshvi Yom Belayla, Shivas Yamim. So there you go, there it is. Shivas Yamim with regards to, right, Ushmartem, it's Mishmer Hashem. Uh, they had to guard it for seven days. So says the Rashi, just to finish off here, Sukkah Mitzvah Kol Yom, and Miluim Mitzvah Kol Yom. Right? The Miluim was all day. Leishiv Vazarav Shalal Latseis. You had to sit there and not, Kedichsev, Um Pesach Ol Moed, Lo Teshvi Shivas Yamim, Benemar Teshvi Yom Belayla, Shivas Yamim. Right, so we knew that that was day and night for sure, Bamilim. For sure, for sure, for sure. Not only that, you weren't allowed to sleep. Tosfos points out how, how, you know, you have to know how to learn drushes. How far do we carry this shivas yamim, shivas yamim? Right? You, certainly you're not going to say that you're not allowed to sleep in the sukkah. Uh, quite the contrary. You're supposed to teshu kein taduru. Right? And the, and the teshu of the omoid was not kein taduru at all. It was just staying up and watching guard, right? So even though, despite that difference, we're saying that it says shivas yamim, shivas yamim. So maybe sukkah is not like lulav, but it's like the miluim. Aha, right? If you so it, again, lulav we know is by day only. So um, miluim we know is night and day. Sukkah we're not sure. Is it more like miluim or is it more like lulav? 
Says the Gemara, near Lami Dome. Let's see which one it's more similar to. Maybe we should say that just like sukkah is in the, is, is in, is the uh, chiv is the entire day, we should also say that the chiv of the miluim and the chiv of sukkah should be similar because they, they, take, they both are a chiv on the entire day. Right? That's something, that being chai of the entire day is something that sukkah and milum have in common. Whereas a lulav, as soon as you pick it up and you, sh- and you say the mitzvah and you shake it, you are going to what? Be yotze right away. And therefore, in that sense, sukkah is more similar to milum. Maybe go in a different direction. What sukkah and lulav have in common is that they're both ladoros. You're always going to be every year. Going in the sukkah and bringing a lulav. Miluim was a rashah. That was a one-time event, right in the midbar. And so is right. <laughs> is this is this is comical to me, right? Is sukkah more sim- more connected to lulav or to the miluim? Uh, it's time to address the elephant in the room. Not only is both lulav and sukkah going to be noy ladoros, but it's the same actual days, like otherwise known as sukkahs. <laughs> Who would ever think, right, that lulav uh, is that that sukkah is more similar to miluim than it is to to lulav? Lulav and sukkah are in sukkahs, and lulav and miluim have nothing to do with each other, and, and sukkahs and miluim shouldn't have anything to do with each other either. Not to mention taking to duru versus not taking to duru. But you see, this is not right balabatish. This is a chazal learning drushes. And it's training us to boil it down to the clinical components here, which is Talmud Lomar, right? So we don't know amazingly whether sukkah is more similar to lulav or to imam Loim. So as we arrive at the auspicious time of 6.13 a.m. on Mem Gimel Bays, it says, Teshu, Teshu, Legezer Shava. Uh-huh. We have a Gezer Shava here. That Gezer Shava, that clinical hermeneutic or... or um, Right, Gezer um, Shava, uh, the, uh, oh, I forgot the art school word for, for these, uh, right, Midos Shatar Nidreshas Behem. That drasha is going to trump the comparison of Lulav to Esrog, the Balabatish comparison, they're both on Sukkis. And the Gezer is as follows Teshu, Teshu, the Gezer Shava. The word Teshu appears by the Miluim and as a Sukkah, Neymar Khan Teshu, Neymar Bamiluim Teshu, Malaholan Yom and Vafilu Lelos, Af Khan Yom and Vafilu Lelos. That in fact, the sukkah is, because of the Gezer Shava of Teshvu, more similar to the Miluim than it is to the Lulav. Right? Because don't forget, it's Smachtim with Neshem. It doesn't say Teshvu. So the truth of the matter is that it makes actual sense that the drush of Teshvu, Teshvu would be more similar, the sukkah would be more similar to the Miluim. Because after all, how do we relate to the midst of sukkah? We sit in it. Right? So it said, Teshu Shivas Yomim, Teshu Shivas Yomim. So we learned that because Teshu Shivas Yomim means a week, including night and day, so that really is, must be what it means by Sukkah also, that when it says Teshu Shivas Yomim, it means that, yeah, this mitzvah is expanded through all day and all night for a period of time of a week. This word Teshu does not appear by Lulav, and therefore certainly from a, from a uh, strictly sort of clinical perspective, uh, you're going to say that the sukkah is, is in fact more similar to Miluim. And this is where Tosus has to point out that this Teshu, it's the first Tosus in Gimel Lola Gamre Yalef Miluim, right? Because even the, even the Teshu is not exactly the same, because Ein Yeshiva Bazara. 
So even though the word teshru doesn't mean the same thing in those two different contexts, at least we know that they're both the concept of teshru with respect to whether it's night and day. So that's very important. Okay, beautiful. Two dots, three lines down. Here we go. Arava. So we discussed the lulav. This arava becomes fascinating. Now, we're not as familiar. I mean, we have a shanaraba, right? That was like sort of patterned after this. But in the days of Beis HaMikdash, they had a whole Arava ceremony, which we're going to be describing in greater detail tomorrow. But the first thing we're going to discuss is, remember that our Mishnah had told us that just like the first day of, uh, of bringing the Lulav is, doch, is the only day that's Docha Shabbos, the seventh day of bringing the Arava is the only day that's Docha Shabbos. And so why seventh day? What's going on? So the Gemara. Arava Shiva Ketzad. How do we know that when the seventh day Right, of Sukkot falls out on Shabbos, that, that's the only time that you'll bring the Arava on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Arav Bishvi, my time Adachi Shabbos. Why is Arava Docha Shabbos on the seventh days? There is a mind blowing emoji Rashi here. Says Rashi, last Nobody really knows about this halacha. And therefore, we're going to be Doche Shabbos. Whew. That one day, so that everybody is aware of the mitzvah Doraisa. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Mind blown. Says the Gemara, Lulav Nami Litchi. Wait a minute. So Lulav is Doraisa also. So Lulav Nami Litchi Kadei Lafar Torah. So Rashi says, What is this talking about? On seventh night? No. Rashi's explained. Bishar Yamim Bimikdash. In other words, we want to. People understand, it's like, you can understand this. People know that the first day is Dara But really, all the days in the base of Mikdash were Dara for the Lulav. So we should be mefarsim that and bring Lulav, right? Uh, no matter, no matter when it falls out on Shabbos. Because it says, So that's, that's not, not everybody knows that. So the Gemara answers, no, Lulav Gezeir Meshum Darabah. The Gezeir of Rabbah of Shem Adalad Amos B'Yashus Arabim Right is already the reason why we explained that Lulav, we already went through this. We've been through this already, Andrew. We know that why we only bring it on the first day. So the Gemara asks, yeah, so he nigzor. So wait a minute. But that Shema Yavarinu Dalam Rabim applies to the Arava also. Interesting. So I would have said, so Rashi said, remember, we never really fully answered why he said that it's to learn he's Shemi Yavirenu for the Nanuim and the Bracha. We said, because it's not necessarily for things that are inherent in the Lulav uh, procedure itself. It's also even maybe for the Bracha. Maybe that's the distinction. That's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, Arava Shlucha based in Maisila. That the Arava is not really taken by everyone. I, this, is, this is what I would have said by a chauffeur. I would have said, Shofar Shlucha based in, there's a Baal Tokea, but it's not for now. When we get to Rosh Hashanah, maybe we'll say. But Arava Shlucha based in Maisila, Lulav Lakol Maser. In other words, Rashi is explaining over here that in the days of the base of Mikdash, right, the 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 way the ceremony worked was not the Hamon Am, but it was only Kalkanim. The Kahanim are the experts; they know what they're doing, so you don't have to worry that they're going to be Yavi Rabim. Once you limit the mitzvah, the performance of it to the Yechida Skula or the experts over here, so then you don't have that same concern that they're going to start running around. So the Gemara asks, So why are we saying only the seven days? The experts are in charge. They're never going to go bring it down. And therefore, right, they bring the Arava all seven days. Says the Gemara, Yeah, that would be a bush for the Lulav. 
right? Because after all, if you would allow the Arava all day, every day, I understand you get the benefit of being lefarsim, that's a mitzvah da'araisa, but now you're bushing out the mitzvah of lulav, because if lulav falls out on Shabbos any other day, you don't bring it. And that would be disrespectful to the mitzvah of lulav. So the Gemara says, okay, v'litchi beyond tavrishon. So do what you do with lulav. At the end of the day, just say if it's on the first day. Why dafka the seventh day? Says the Gemara, lo mukha milsa, amrei lulav hu de In other words, yeah, why are we allowing you to bring it? on one of the days to be befarsim that the mitzvah is the Arisa. Well, guess what? <laughs> if we say that the Arav, there is a little bit of a question here as whether you're allowed to use the Aravos from Yadal Minim for this mitzvah of the Arava. But put that aside. Uh, it, but the reason you'll see very quickly why that's relevant here because what we're saying is if we see you bringing the Lulav and the Arava on the first day and it's for the same reason, people are going to assume that the reason why you're allowed to bring it is because part of the lulav set, right? It's because it's alts the lulav. And, and that's what's allowing it. It's piggybacking, so to speak, on the dispensation to bring the lulav. And that would sort of undermine, right, our, our reason for allowing the arava in the first place, which was to be mufarsim, the mitzvah of arava. You lose that piersum if you do it at the same time as lulav. Therefore, you have to do it at a time that's separate from lulav. But the Gemara is going to ask, why dafka seven? What is the Kabbalistic reason? Says the Gemara. Let it, let it be any one of those days. Why Dafka 7? Says the Gemara. Because. Once we're not doing it on the Rishon, we do it on the 7th. That's a reason. So Rashi says, Yom Mesuyam, O Rishon, O Achron. Which is a way of saying it's easier to remember. You know, we, we like whole numbers that end with zero. We like bookends, Right? Believe me, if, you, if they said the fourth day, you'd never hear the end of it, right? Everybody would ask you, jump on top of you, ask you, why Dafka that day? Or maybe it's because of Dalad medium, Kabbalistic reasons. No, it's easy to remember, first day's last day. It's just like Penino, who just got engaged. Oh, and, and Binyamin Glanz, Binyamin Nechama, now there's going to be arguments whether to go to the in-laws the first days or the second days. So it, first day's last days is easier to remember, and so we bookend it. First day's last days. So it's a Gemara. Hi hachi ahidna nami letchi. So, okay. So, just like we said before, says Rashi, right? Um, so, because we, we said, it's a minagadavim hubigvulin. By the way, a fascinating thing that we didn't bring up yet that we're going to bring up tomorrow. We have the Pasuk for the Lulav. We quoted the Pasuk. Did I quote you the Pasuk for the Arava? No. How do we know that this Arava is the Arisa altogether? So that's going to be tomorrow's coming attractions. We're going to say, show that it's the Arisa, but not really in Pesukim the way you think. It's, it's going to be more of a, of a Halachal uh, Misinai or with a Smachta Minavim. Anyway, the reason why we're not going to be Doche the Arava is Anan Lo Yadina Bikivur de Yarcha. So we're going back to this. In Bavel, we're not aware of the Kivur de Yarcha. Says the Gemara, Inu the other Kivur de Yarcha Okay, but in Eretz Israel or people who know the Kivur de Yarcha, maybe Taka, you should be Doche the uh, Shabbos if it's on the seventh day. Says the Gemara, Ki Asar Barhedja Amar, when Barhedja, which is the name of a person, came from Eretz Israel, he said the following. He says, funny you should mention the calendar. He says, Lo Ikla. He says, nowadays, the seventh day never falls out of Shabbos. Unbelievable. Guys, the kasha is so strong that, be, that the, in order to avoid this, what is one of the main considerations when we set the calendar? That the seventh day of Sukkot should never fall out on Shabbos. Fascinating. This is what we're thinking about when we're actually designing the calendar. So further story, Kiyasa Rabbi Mikol Nachusei, 
Rashi is pointing out, Nebuch, there was a Golas, everybody, the whole Chever, the whole Chabu, came to Bavel, and when they came, and even when they went back to Eretzstral, then they came back, when, they, when the whole Chabu came, they said, even nowadays, when the seventh day falls on Shabbos, we don't override the, right, we don't override the Shabbos. So now we have a question. In other words, in Eretz Yisrael, it sounds like it should override Shabbos. So why even in Eretz Yisrael? So the Gemara answers, Amr Yosef, Ma Neimalan Darava Ben Etila, Dilma Deviskifa. No, really, you, you have to understand, as we'll discuss tomorrow, what the Arava ceremony looked like, right? Since today we don't have the base of Mikdash and we don't have the Mizbeach, maybe rebuilt speedily in our days, so then you can't really even do the mitzvah properly. The mitzvah needed, required a mizbeach to do properly. So because we don't have the anatomy that we need for the mizbeach of, of the mitzvah, it's not the same. But this implies that enachinami, if it was the same mitzvah, we would have to do it. So Esve Abaye, Abaye says, yeah, but it says lula verava shisha v'shiva. The Lashon of the Mishnah seems to group lula verava as if to establish an equality there. My love kilulav is not implying that the arava is like lulav. Ma lulav benetila, afarava benetila. So the Yosef responds, midi ira, is that a proof? No, it's Lulav and Arava, but each one with their respective, uh, with their respective um, uh, Hanhagos. We're going to pick up tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, on the middle of Mem Gimel Ahmed Bez.